0: all right well this is it john i'm excited i'm ready to go
1: uh week one of the uh kerrville small business network podcast now john brought this to my attention a couple weeks ago tell us a little bit about yourself who you are and uh what the purpose of all of this is
0: well my name is john barrera i'm a local small business owner and uh like many in the kerrville area i'm going through the uh corona issue and I'm also going through exposure and networking issues. Yeah. Um, I do pressure washing. Um, me and my wife just started Go their Virtual Tours, which is also a marketing and exposure um, platform. And we wanted to, you know, Kerrville Breaking News is a big, big deal in the Hill Country. Not just Kerrville, Comfort, Fredericksburg, Bandera, Ingram. And we wanted a way for small businesses to communicate and uh network really about everything that's going on you know should we have masks do we not have masks? Or do we serve alcohol can we not serve alcohol who does roofs who does jewelry you know
1: there think- are so many variables and uncertainties right now uh with everything going on and uh i think the whole purpose of this is to get everybody together so we can all figure out the best way to where we can all prosper you know, I'm uh, Mike Taylor here. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a small business owner too. I have a real estate company called Showtime Realty Group. And then I also do radio and, and radio advertising as well. And with radio advertising, it's also kind of like having your own business too. Yeah. So, you know, and then we have our special guest for week one,
2: Scott Thibodeau is in the studio. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm from, uh, originally from Houston, Texas, uh, came to Kerrville for the first time in 2008 and was able to look at the town and loved it coming from where i came from flat mosquitoes <laughs> traffic you yeah know, oh yeah lots this, of traffic yeah for was, sure this was kind of the opposite of that and uh, me and my wife both loved it she grew up in the hill country and uh we were just trying to figure out a way that we could come up here and and uh get into business for ourselves and raise our family and i know john has some questions
1: for you because he, i mean this is your podcast this is your week scott uh, where we kind of interview you and uh, get to know you and Wahoo Seafood and what you guys are all about. Um, what got you here? What what got Wahoo Seafood in the Hill Country?
2: Well, I like I was saying, I, I, got, I came here in 2008. My dad uh, would come to Kerrville every year and play in the Heart of the Hills Golf Tournament, and he would talk all about it, how much he loved Kerrville and the area. <laughs> yeah, right on. And uh, so one day, me and my wife decided to pack up and come out here and and uh and check it out my dad was playing in the tournament and he had an rv over there at guadalupe rv park okay we came up and brought the kids and uh stayed for a couple of days it was funny i rolled into town about one o'clock in the morning it was dark you know you couldn't see anything and the next day i walked out of the rv and i was like man there's a river there's hills you know it was yeah, yeah it was very very beautiful so my wife took me around. She knew kind of the hill country area, took me around, showed me a lot of things, and, and we were both very intrigued by it. So we went back to Houston. Uh, at the time, I, I owned a restaurant there, and uh, things were kind of heading south. Economy Economy was kind of putting the crimps on us now and, this was 2008, 2008. 2009
1: yeah. area yeah yes. yeah so the recession yeah mm-hmm. times yeah
2: so and in, in we ended up closing our restaurant in august of '08, and uh so at that point in time it was kind of like well what are we going to do well, at this point now i'm free to move to a new area and and that's what we decided to do i went to work for a company and made some money and saved up some money and we were able to move out here uh i came out here in september of 2012 and uh, set up Wahoos over there off of Francisco Limos, And then my wife and kids were able to come out uh, in March of 2013. So in the beginning I was coming out, picking up seafood at the coast, bringing it out, selling it in the store for four days. On Friday I would sell out of what I had, and then I would pack up and go back to Houston. Okay. And so that's how it all started out before I was able to get my family here and we got a place to stay here and And you started out over by HEB, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I remember.
0: I remember when you were over there my parents would go there all yeah. the time. That's oh. how we
2: met actually. Yes, yes. They they've been buying from me since I think the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh so that's kind of how it happened. I've got friends in the seafood business. Okay. So I kind of when we came out here and I was, you know, in 2008, I was thinking, what would I do? I love this area, but what would I do to make a living? I'd been in you know, self-employed for so long. And, uh, you know, I couldn't find any fresh seafood places down near the coast. You know, people, they don't typically go buy seafood at grocery stores. They go down to their local seafood markets and stuff and pick up their seafood. So I thought, well, if this town had a fresh seafood market, you know, I think that would work. So that's kind of what we went off of. But it was funny because people ask me all the time, you know, how'd you start out and how's it gone? And man, it's just been a big transformation for us. You know, we started out with a business plan, and we worked that business plan for a year or so, and it just wasn't working out financially. So we had to make changes. We got involved in local farmer's markets. Uh, we got involved in uh, wholesaling seafood to restaurants, and it's just kind of kind of grown from there. Man, that's amazing. So what kind of seafood can you get at Wahoo? Whoo, man, anything from fresh salmon to redfish, shrimp, crab meat, scallops. Oh, man. Anything and everything. And if there's something that you want that we don't care, you just let us know, and usually we can get it for you. So pretty much you always have a fresh source of seafood. Absolutely, yeah. We we pick up our seafood uh, once a week, not during crawfish season, but when the crawfish season starts up, which is usually January through the 1st of July, we go down to the coast twice a week. So we go down usually Tuesdays and Tuesdays and Fridays. Where
0: do you usually go when you drive down to the coast?
2: Man, that's a... Oh we go all over the place. A lot of people think we go one place, pick up and come back, but uh, we've got a guy we buy shrimp from out of Angleton, Texas. Uh, we we go down to Galveston and pick up fish and crab and oh, we pick up oysters in San Leon, which so it's all, you know, I mean, proximity wise, you know, kind of within 30, 45 minutes each stop. Uh, but it's, it's a long day. It's about a 16 to 18 hour day. You gonna and invest in a plane? What's that? You gonna <laughs> invest in a
0: plane soon? Oh
2: man, that would be nice. Something to make it a little bit easier, but unfortunately I mean it's just part of the part of the job we've been blessed you know i mean yeah. it, it stinks to be at, you know to have to spend you know that many hours going down you know every week but Man. uh but you know i'm just we're just blessed to do it you know so i've been been very happy the the, the community has supported us very well and and we've just we've just been slowly growing you know
1: that is awesome i know you have some questions too john
2: yeah
0: absolutely you were talking about the community that's that's one thing about the hill country community especially Kerrville, is you know the support of small businesses Mm -hmm. and um you know this page the Kerrville small business network page is is um that's that's what it's going to be about is, is support not just just the community looking at the businesses. It's going to be the businesses supporting businesses because we're all in this together at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's, it's our little economy. We have to keep going.
1: You know, it's, it's, and I, I hate to say it like this, but it's us against the big box stores. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they come in and, and uh, you know, they, they do, they do some good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do provide products, you know, but when you spend your money there, your money doesn't stay there. Mm-hmm. Your your money goes to some corporation you know, some guy's getting his third or fourth vacation house off the money you're spending, and it's not getting spent in in your area. It's mm-hmm. not returned to to the local economy. Absolutely. You know, so so what good does that do? I mean, you get something immediately, and but at the same time, the money's not being spent here. You know, they're not sponsoring your kid's baseball team. Mm-hmm. You know, the the money no. isn't isn't reciprocal. It's one way out. It's kind of like a vacuum. You know, so one, one big thing is supporting our small businesses, making sure that the people in our community can thrive and profit instead of the money just going out and leaving the area, Mm -hmm. you know? So I just wanted to throw that in there real quick.
0: Oh, that's, that's great. And it's people in the same market also say, say there's a home builder, another home builder and, and you know, they're, they're going through the same issue right now. They can, they can network with each other and, and figure out a problem together instead of, you know seeing each other as I mean of course competition
2: but
1: there's always going to be competition but it can be friendly competition
2: yes you know we can help build each other up for sure well that's what appealed to me so much with this when John approached me with this idea was I thought it was great because when I started here in Kerrville in 2012 you know and even up till now you know I've I've kind of relied on meeting new business people you know come in local business owners would come in and talk to me and kind of tell me their experiences how things have went for them, you know, and uh, that it's really helpful, you know, cause you start a business anywhere. You kind of have the sky's the limit attitude. You think it's just gonna, you know, I thought, man, I'm gonna open a seafood store. I'm gonna be crazy busy selling all this seafood. And you know, it didn't necessarily go that direction for me, but you know, with the information from other, you know, other local business owners, I had many people tell me when I first opened in 2012, which I thought this was really odd you got to give it five years. Yeah. Oh yeah. For and sure. when they said you yeah. got to give five years, you know, I'm from Houston and I had owned three different businesses down there and man, within six months, which the economy was good. Things were good at that point in time. Uh, everything just kind of steamrolled for me, you know, within six months, you know, I was expanding and hiring and you know, everything was good. So the idea of five years, I thought, man, that's a long, long time. I'll never survive that long. Yeah, how do you
1: get through that Mm -hmm. patch?
2: But knowing that that prior, you know, like a lot of times you can spend money where you don't necessarily need to be spending money. Just like with this COVID situation, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, being very frugal and allocating your dollars in certain areas, you know, have have made it for us, has made it where we've been able to, you know, ride through the COVID time. You know, it's been devastating for a lot of businesses, especially – small businesses.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for
2: sure. That was my next question is the the COVID. How,
0: how has it impacted your business? Um, you, you know, especially handling seafood.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, in the beginning it impacted it severely because our, a big portion of what we do is delivering to, to restaurants. And when they shut restaurants down, that was, uh, that was tough, you know? Mm. Uh, but, one of the wild things about that was as the restaurants closed down, we were getting more retail support from the local community, more people because they were going to get it
1: directly instead of going to the restaurant. Right.
2: Yeah. So that part of our business went up and what really, really another thing that really helped us was when this all started in March, that's kind of like the perfect time of crawfish season. The crawfish start Mm -hmm. getting good size. The prices starts coming down on them. And, uh, and we were we were moving lots of crawfish March April May June, so that that kind of helped helped us too. But uh, our retail pick business picked up where our wholesale business kind of left off for a while. But since then, restaurants have gotten back going again. They're not hundred percent, but there's a lot of restaurants that are doing better now than they were doing before coronavirus. Another thing about the coronavirus that I found from talking to local business owners is it's 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 made us kind of un. Put us in uncomfortable situations so that we've had to make changes for our businesses. I've talked to places that've been in business for 15 years doing it the same way, and since Corona, they've changed how they do things, and they're actually more profitable now than they were before.
1: Hmm. And do you think when the coronavirus, it's not going to be here forever? Right. I mean, we are going to get back to normal eventually. Absolutely. And do you think that these processes that they've evolved to to get through coronavirus, do you think that they'll benefit the businesses once we're out of the coronavirus
2: era? I, I, Well, to, to the ones I've talked to, I do, because I've had actual business owners tell me that I'm not going back to the way I used to do business. This is a more profitable way for me doing business. Give you an example. I was talking to a restaurant, and they had 30 tables prior to Corona. Now they have 15. And I was asking, when they went up to 75% capacity, are y'all going to add some more tables? He said, no way. And that's what spurred this conversation was, he said, you know, we are able to service our customers better. With 15 tables, it's more timely. People aren't waiting on food. More efficient, I'm Mm -hmm. sure, yeah. More efficient, less labor, Uh, and we're moving more product. Isn't that crazy how that works? It's hard. It doesn't add up. You know, when you think about it like that, it's like, man, how's that even possible? Some Um,
0: people are so close-minded to change, and then when you're forced to change, it it opens up a whole new perspective on, wow,
2: this is actually working better. Right. Well, as a business owner, when things are working— you don't want to change anything, right? You know, right. people approach you with different things, like advertise different types of advertising, things like that. And you're—I had a business owner tell me last week. I was—I was telling you about this experience mm-hmm. that he doesn't want any more customers. Yes. I was like, man, that's a—that's that's a, a great problem place, to have. Yes, yeah, that's a yeah. great place to be, you know. But uh, and and for some people, it's that way. But people get comfortable in the way they do business, and as long as their bills are being paid and they're happy with the money they're making, they—they they don't ever change, even though there's other. Ways of of doing business in order in order to make more money. Yeah, man, that's that's great. That
1: that
0: is a good problem.
1: You, you know? know, another thing with those tables that you were talking about, less tables. Uh, another thing that that can help make businesses more profitable are offering less services mm-hmm. and getting more laser focused. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have if you have a menu with ten thousand items on the menu, people don't know what they want. Mm-mm. But if you sell hamburgers, let's just say you just sell hamburgers, and they know they're going to get a hamburger. Then, then they're laser focused on that, and you'll probably move a lot more product than than having ten thousand different products. That's, that's how In you n know, Out
0: Burger became the way who they are. In and Out Burger, they have you know hamburgers, cheeseburgers, the double double, shakes and drinks, and that's it. And that's it, you know. And and people know what they want. They mm-hmm. know what they're getting when they get there, and they
1: don't have to spend a whole bunch of time choosing from a bunch of different items. So I just yeah. figured
0: I'd throw that in there real quick, yeah. you know. Um, another question I had is is probably the one that. That'll help not only me, but a bunch of other people just starting out in the first couple of years, you know, in the entrepreneur world. Is what advice do you have to the to the new business owner who they're working the nine to five, they have the kids at home, you know, and, and they have the family depending on them and their job, their four hundred one k, their health insurance, and and they're stuck in this rat race, and they want out. They they see they see other businesses doing it and, and they want that for themselves. What do you say? Do they
2: wake up earlier, go to bed later, sleep faster? <laughs> um, well, as a, as a, as a small business owner, I tell you, it's when you're not one, you know, it looks so like this perfect world appealing. You know, you, you yes. yes. You yeah. work for yourself, you know, you make your own money, you make your own hours, but I, I mean, I can tell you, I mean, I've been self-employed for over 20 years and it's uh, it, it never ends. You know, it's, it's all day, every day I go home, it's 12 o'clock at night, I'm laying in bed watching TV and I'm thinking about something, you know, that has to do with work. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's like a marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you are, what to your question, if you're able to start a business, like you said, say you have a job, mm-hmm. and you want to become self-employed and you have the type of business that you can kind of start out on the side. That's really the best way to go just because of the fact that you're not, that new new business that you're starting isn't going to be what feeds your family in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, because that's tough. When I moved up here uh, in 2012, this was my job, you know, and this is the money that I made, I paid my bills with and everything. I mean, I was totally relying on it. So it creates a lot of stress, a lot of stress, you know, a lot of worrying, is this going to work out? Because when I, when I first opened in Kerrville, business was great from, Let's see, I opened in September of 2012, all the way till about the time summer got here. And then when summertime came, my business dropped 50%. And and the crazy thing is, up until this year, this year it's been different, but up until this year, my business, my retail business in Kerrville drops 50% once the summer starts. Yeah, and I thought it was funny because I moved my family up here in March thinking, well, business is going this is good wait till we get to summer and months. then it'll be so much better yeah because yeah. at the coast in the summer people outside grilling fish mm-hmm. you know yeah. In yeah. The shrimp boils you know all that kind of stuff but you know the one thing about curdville the way it's made up we have a big uh retirement community mm-hmm. you know a lot of the people live here are retired and absolutely I, and a lot of my customer base are retired people you know because to eat fresh anything is not cheap you know so families that are on a budget and stuff it makes it tough because it's just expensive you know seafood is is something that's you know there's more economical ways to eat heck i know i have five children you know so it's yeah. like yeah you know when you're when you're living on a budget you got to watch where you're spending money you get what
1: you can get yeah well, absolutely
2: yeah. absolutely but i mean that would be the biggest thing i mean it's it's do a lot of research on you know what you're doing in the area that you're opening up in you know and uh my my philosophy with businesses is when I open up a business, I, I'm not going to let it fail. You know, I'm going to work if, if it's 24 hour hours, whatever, whatever it takes, you mm-hmm. know, that's the sacrifices that I'm that I'm going to make. So that's but I'm not saying that's the best way. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of hours. You're away from your family a lot, you know, so wouldn't necessarily say that's the, the, the best route. But that's just kind of what's worked for me. Yeah, when but, I go ahead, Mike.
1: I mean, but if you want it to be successful, that's what you have to do. I mean, if you, if you're thinking about becoming a small business owner and you only want to be you only want to put one foot in and leave one foot out it's not going to work you, mm-hmm. you have got to jump in with both feet yeah and you have to do everything that that you can do to make sure that that business flies it's like know? a
0: baby you got to yeah. feed it every single day all day and when i first started i thought man i'm going to be my own boss i'm going to work less hours i'm i i know my i'm going to get more days off i can choose when i want to work or not and now it's 16 to 18 hour days i'm like my gosh, you know, being daddy and, and, uh, it's tough to balance.
2: It really is. It's
0: tough to balance.
2: I mean, luckily I've got a wonderful wife at home, so she's, she's the one that makes it happen really for all of us, but you know, not everybody has that. And Mm -hmm.
1: without that support, if you have kids and if you don't have that support, it makes it even harder, you know? So, So true. You know, so that support, whether it's, you know, your wife at home or your husband at home, if you're, you know, uh, it's important to have somebody that can, can hold it together at the house. So you can do your thing because if you can't do your thing, then you're then then you go back to one foot being in because the other foot's at the house with the kids. You know, so it, it there does have to be you do have to have that support there because if you try to do everything, it makes it that much harder. I'm not saying it can't be dumb, but I'm saying it makes it makes it a lot harder.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely.
0: So um, my next question is sometimes, you know, starting out. I mean, probably not even just starting out, you know, in it for a couple of years is you are all alone. You're, you're the captain of your own ship and your ship is just you and your family. And, you know, you come home and let your, let your wife know what's going on. And, and sometimes the mindset, you feel like you're in it alone. And, uh, my only way to, to, um, figure out how to how to solve all these problems has been YouTube and if without YouTube, I don't know where, I don't even know if I could have, you know, succeeded. I'm not saying I'm a complete success right now. And I have a long way to go, but I wouldn't be where I am without YouTube. And, um, I mean, YouTube university is huge. Yes. I mean, you can learn a lot from YouTube. Absolutely. And, and, um, I was going to ask you the difference between, you know, I'm starting out like 12 years later than, than you did. And, how, what did you do in the beginning to uh, you know network
2: and and figure out you know solutions to your problems? Yeah, well, I mean, it, I stayed so busy in the beginning, you know, because I'm really the only person employed at Wahoo Seafood. My wife helped me out a lot, and then we have a new baby girl, so that's kind of taking her back out of the business. Also, have a, a sales rep that works for me that goes to restaurants and opens up accounts, and also uh, does some farmers markets for me also, um, but In the beginning like i was saying i relied on local business people exactly what you guys are putting together right here this is a direct source where people can go to and hear people's experiences i mean you know as well as i do when you start out new in a business especially in a new community when i came here i didn't know anybody in kerrville so it's like you're like on an island alone you know you don't know anybody there's nobody to ask questions to so as new people would come in and introduce myself hey i own such and such down the street You know, I would kind of pick their brain like, well, how long have you been open? You know, how's things went for you? You know, kind of feeling out the situation. And, you know, some of the best advice I got was, you know, you need to be able to survive five years, you know, in order to build that customer base up. And, and, uh, and that was good advice because of the fact that, you know, going into it a year or so and not really making money, I might would have backed out, you know, at that time thinking, well, this just, it's not going to work out here in this area. And And then what do you lose out on? You don't even know what you lost out on. Exactly. Exactly. And by hearing that, you know, I had this built into my mind. I've got to do what it takes to be around for five years. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because at that five year mark is when things start to change for me, started to change. You know, our wholesale business started really flourishing. Our farmer's market business went up. Our retail, you know, business grew. And I mean, it was just great advice, but Having something like this that you can go to and hear other people's experiences, I think is huge for, for business owners, especially first-time business owners, but like myself, I, I had been in business for years prior to coming up you know, here, and, and you kind of think when you've, or at least for myself, being in business for a while, you kind of get this feeling like, well, I can go up there and do it. I did it here, even though it was a totally different type of business. I can do it again. Yeah, yeah, I did it once.
1: I can do it I again, can, yeah, yeah.
2: And it doesn't necessarily work that way, and especially when you're in a new community, small knit community versus city yeah that's a that's a it's a big difference so having something like this for people to go to and use as a resource and hear other people's experiences and things that maybe they had done that really helped their business out i think is invaluable
1: now you have a a new location yes uh, on sydney baker i mean you can't miss it when you drive down sydney baker and kerrville and uh tell us a, a little bit about your new location and how that all went about well
2: uh, our wholesale business picked up so much and we needed more refrigerated cooler space So okay. m- my neighbor next door uh, moved to a new location and I knew that he had a walk-in cooler in that building and I asked him would you be willing to sell the walk-in cooler and he checked with his wife and said yeah so I ended up contacting the landlord which was the same landlord that I was renting from and asked if I could move into that building And she said there would be no problem. So I ended up purchasing that walk-in cooler. And that's kind of where it started, which I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. I just knew I needed more cooler space. And once I got in there, I had all this space in there. And I started thinking, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do with all this space? Mm. You know, I just can't have this empty space. I thought, well, I'll open a big seafood market. But then I thought, well, you know, I had a seafood market there on Francisco Lemos and it did okay. So I finally came up with the idea. I'm going to put in a little cafe in this building. Nice. We'll have, there we go. Open up more days a week. What we'll, we're, we're going we're gonna, to once it's open, we plan on opening Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, eleven to nine. We'll serve food. We'll have the market in there where you can come by and pick up fresh seafood. And you can also stop in and eat seafood too. I mean, Absolutely. That's
1: the whole point of. Oh man. Absolutely. That'd be great.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of what I'm doing. I'm kind of mirroring this off of a, an idea. Somebody else's idea. There's a place in Houston called Perry's Perry's Steakhouse. Now, okay, they started out on Scarsdale, south of Houston, with a little meat market called Perry's Meat Market. I used to eat there back in like nineteen Early 1990s, they served barbecue sandwiches, hamburgers, that sort of thing. And then they had the display case where you could buy meats and stuff. So that's kind of where I got the idea. I want to be able to sell my fresh seafood, but also be able to serve some of the things that we have. Also, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I thought we'd have been open way before now, but with the coronavirus and everything, everything's slowed down, so it's looking like probably after the first of the year before we're actually cooking food.
0: Man, that is, that is so cool. It yeah. is. Everything's so fresh right there, huh?
2: Yes, yes. We pick up our seafood uh, from the sources, and then we bring it up here, and we sell everything, and then we do it again the next week so we don't mm. hold things over, and so everything's really fresh. So if you want the real deal, fresh seafood, Wahoo Seafood, uh, how can I get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me on my cell phone at any time, 830-992-1948. Uh, I use that as my as the store phone also because I'm not there that much. So yeah, that makes can sense. can always get in touch with me. Uh, we're located at 905 Sydney Baker. And as of right now, we're only there on Thursdays. The store's open Thursday from 10 to 2 for our retail operation.
1: Awesome. All right, Scott Thibodeau from Wahoo Seafood joining us on this first ever uh, podcast for the kerrville small business network and we really appreciate you being here scott
2: and, thank you for having
1: me and we we loved hearing your story and uh wish you well wishes for the future and hope everything uh does wonderful especially with your new uh seafood restaurant venture uh that's coming after the first of the year that's going to be awesome i know i i love seafood man it's my <laughs> oh, favorite yeah. food i I would say seafood is like its own food group. Right, right. <laughs> it is my favorite. You know, if I have a choice to eat steak or seafood, I'm I'm going to seafood every
0: time, you know. <laughs> healthier, just way for, to...
2: healthier for you, too.
0: It is. Yeah. <laughs> Freshest in the hill country right there. All right, John, We're you got anything else before we wrap up this first podcast? Uh, just Kerrville Small Business Network page, uh, KSBN. That's, that's, where, that's where it's all going to be. That's where the exposure is going to be. Networking is going to be. Um, businesses helping businesses and... That's, that's, that's our idea. That's what we're doing. Me and Mike Taylor, John Barrera, Mike Taylor, uh, Kerbal Small Business Network page. And
1: we can all get through it if we get through it together. Absolutely,
0: so. Amen. All right. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you. you.
1: Showtime Realty Group is brokered by eXp Realty.